0: Welcome back to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salema, And if you guys haven't been watching my stories on Instagram, where I share a lot of information around whether there's delay in the podcast, whether I'm thinking or working on a new idea, or whether simply there's a guest you would like to see on the show, please make sure you turn on notifications for my stories at Ali Salama on Instagram. That is at A-L-L-Y-S-A-L-A-M-A on Instagram. It is such a heartwarming feeling that we just hit 50,000 followers on Instagram, which is mind blowing when I, 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 I still can't digest it. But today we are going to be having an incredible conversation with the one and only the two times olympian for egypt and the former cal bear athlete uh the one and only farida Osman, and uh it's so interesting because many people don't know that um i used to swim for al Jazeera club too uh, where basically farida uh, started out um and even though we didn't swim together we were in the same sort of big swim squad and in this conversation where we discuss you know mental health in sports uh Farida shines a light a lot on um on factors that I think we took for granted when we were kids but not so much now that we're older um one thing that I really 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 want to highlight is that uh, it has been an incredible 2021 from the mental health perspective in the Middle East. Uh, we launched uh, Empowering Minds, which is the Middle East's first leadership and mental health event series, and uh, we I, I sat on the panel with Microsoft for Startup's Managing Director uh, Roberto Croci here in the Middle East and Africa uh, just on the 11th of Jan 2021. And On Sunday, which is 24th of January, um, we are moderating a panel with the Arabian Business Editor-in-Chief and uh, Khawla Hamad, who is the CEO and founder of Tekallam, which is an online counseling service, the leading online counseling service in the UAE, where we'll touch around the Peer support, the importance of peer support and mentoring in one's life. I truly believe it. if it wasn't for my mentor, I would never speak at the World Health Organization and never at the UN and I simply wouldn't be the Ali you guys are listening to. So I um, will definitely be able to, if you're not in Dubai and you can't make it out there, please make sure to uh, let me know either on DM and we'll probably uh, slap that audio To this podcast as well. It's going to be an incredible session, just as we were going to be doing with last session as well. Now, hopping on to today's episode with Farida Osman, please sit tight, stay tuned, and get ready to kind of digest some more information about mental fitness, the importance of leading while taking care of your mental health, your mental fitness. To build mental resilience and build mental toughness to overcome the hard challenges that will always be presenting to us. So, thank you guys for listening, and let's tune into the one and only, exclusively on Empathy Always Wins, Farida Osman. Fufi, go for it.
1: Okay um so i'm just going to talk about my own experience just with covid and changing practices changing the whole training program so as you all know the olympics was supposed to be in 2020 and then um we were all preparing for it i was staying here in the us extra a few years just to be the best swimmer the best version of myself just to be able to perform my best in the tokyo 2020 olympics and then obviously COVID hit (laughs) and it's been really hard to be honest I think like for me personally having to sacrifice so much and just like being away from your family and friends and just like living alone and just being so independent and then training really hard it's just like having all that balance was really hard so having it having something like COVID take it away from me it was like frustrating as much as I know health is the most important thing in the world me being healthy everyone being healthy is like really important but at the time I couldn't really see the big picture I was like I did so much like I worked so hard I sacrificed so much and now it's like I have to wait another year like since it's postponed for a year so after that I went home So I went home from April to September. And then, like, obviously during corona, like, all the facilities were closed. You couldn't really, like, go to a swim pool, go to the gym. So I had to manage – I had to, like, talk to my coach. And we try to figure out the best way possible to stay in shape and not lose all the hard work that I've done. And after talking to him, we figured that I think – just building my own gym at home and then like I have a I'm lucky enough to have a pool at home so I was able to like still be in the water and practice in the water but at the same time like it wasn't easy because I had to do everything on my own without a coach and at the same time like still have the discipline and the motivation to like keep going And, like, for me personally, not knowing what's coming next or which competition I have next is really hard. Especially in the sport of swimming, you always want to, like, train, compete, see if there's progress, change it, get better. You know, just, like, these little details are always so important and a meet. So not having a competition every month or two was really hard. So just, like, pretty much training, and then you don't don't know what's coming next. You don't know... um, what's even going to happen in the next few weeks, you know? So for me personally, it was really hard mentally because I had to like have the personal discipline. I didn't have a coach there. I have to have the self-motivation to keep training and stay in shape because I worked really hard to get to that point. So I didn't want like these five months at home to drop my performance or like just my fitness level. So I think I did my best to like stay in shape so I would also like other than swimming and gym I would also do other things that would help my swimming eventually because like it was the first time ever I've had that much free time (laughs) I think just like being home not having like a fixed routine or a fixed schedule was like definitely one of the first things ever to happen for me so like I tried to use that extra time to like benefit um just like my, my performance my fitness so I would do something like yoga I would just like go on walks with my dog or like I would bike with my brother so I would just feel like that would that was a perfect time for me to try different things that would help me eventually in my swimming performance and like use the free time that I never had to like learn new things about me. So like, I don't even know. I didn't know I could, I don't even I know what, I, what it was. I just, I just felt like, oh my God, now I have so much free time. I can do this, 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 and this, you yeah. know? And then like, after that, I think I was proud of myself for being able to be mentally connected to swimming and like have the discipline and have the motivation by myself without having a coach without having a meet schedule or a training routine just like having everything taken away from me made me realize how much I love swimming and how much I love that lifestyle and that's what I'm used to it because you know like before we were always yeah. cut up in Just like, we're so busy, we're so stressed, I can't do this, I can't do that, you know. But like now that we actually like slowed down, it just gave me like a lot of perspective. And I realized like I love swimming and I don't want to stop now. And I realized like, honestly, just like I know this may sound cheesy, but I just (laughs) felt like I was really grateful that I was able to swim at a professional level. You know, it's like you don't know the worth of something until it's gone
0: kind of thing. You know, Yeah, I think what I'm hearing from you is a lot of gratitude and a lot of exploration and a lot of, I think basically, first of all, when building mental toughness, mental toughness is, is like a new thing and it's coming out. There are a lot of studies being made on it. And one thing they they really, really, really stress on is, is gratitude. You know, some people go on about it in so many ways. But I feel like uh, in many ways, yani, I know you probably connected with Ahmed a lot, your brother and and family time. And every time we talk, it's like your support, your support, your support. And it's it's special. Exactly,
1: like, like I said, it's like I wouldn't have done anything or like never reached that level with if it wasn't for them. And I think like, we would joke about, like my brother and I would joke about how we never lived in the same, like under the same roof for like 10 years. And like now suddenly we're at the same house with my parents. Like we're all living together and you can just imagine like all the energy and different personalities (laughs) all in one house, like as much as like it could have been crazy, but I was just like so grateful and happy that it just felt like high school again. You know, yeah. it was just like that feeling of like, oh, I missed this, like I haven't done this in so long. It's just like a nice reminder of like, even if I didn't have swimming, I was able to, you know, be happy and yeah. be around the people that I love and be with my family. Like even with my friends, like we never, like most people never lived in the same area. For five months straight. Yeah. You know, so it was like as if we were back in high school. So I think, as much as like COVID was hard mentally, like, yes, I was, I had to like think about the sacrifice as a positive. So, like, first of all, like, I had to take all the negative and try to find the positive in them. So for Mm -hmm. me, like, the negative was like, I worked so hard for this and now it's not going to pay off. Like, change that mentality to like, okay, I have an extra year to even get better and faster and stronger kind of thing, you know? So like everything negative, I like taught myself to try to find the positive, to try to see a different perspective, to try to see like the bigger picture out of this. Like, I think for me, I am happy that this happened because personally, mentally, I was like in my career, I was reaching the level of like I don't know if I can do this any longer kind of thing, you know, cause I've been doing it for years and years and I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't know how long I can take this, but then COVID hit. And then like, I realized like, no, I love this. I don't want to stop, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And it just like, it made me realize how much I am grateful for what I have now. And I was really looking forward to like getting back to that athlete lifestyle yeah um and just like try to think of the negative as a positive and try to like just shift my perspective mm. and i feel like now now that i'm back in the us and like starting the season again i can feel like i'm mentally calmer you know i'm just like i feel like i was recharged i was like my nervous system was reset when i was home for five months because like i think my body and my mind needed that have that change for five months so by the time we are back here again it was like ready to start off from zero
0: yeah you know yeah. and
1: this is where i feel like a lot of athletes or a lot of people forget about is just they always want to see like what's coming what's coming what's coming and like i feel like they forget to be present sometimes and i feel like this is also one of my 2021 resolutions, but just like <laughs> to be present, to be present and like enjoy the moment because I feel like this past year has taught me so much about like what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen in the future, but like you get to forget what's what it's like to be just present in the moment. I know this may sound like cliche or cheesy, no, <laughs> but I feel like Honestly it just like helped me personally to just focus on the now rather than like stressing about what's coming next.
0: Yeah and Farida you are a human being. I feel like in many ways you're expressing yourself more so now as a human yani who cares about yani of course athletics is your identity. You are a swimmer. But uh, what who else is Farida and I feel like sometimes when you're in this uh, yeah, he, race, competition, season that even when you get a month off break, you don't, it's, it's, it's different than when you're forced to pause. When you're forced to pause, it's kind of like mommy or poppy putting you in the naughty corner when you're like very young and you just have to sit in front of a wall and just sit still. And I know Yani, I've known you for so long. It's so hard for people like you to sit, still, like for high energy people to sit still. Because you want to prove yourself. You want to You want to and and like, I, I'm I'm not surprised at all that uh, that 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 uh, at the start it was very hard. But I think it we're learning a lot. All of us, and I think for athletes as well. The other point I want to also really touch upon, Maiki, with you is, Yani, let's take it a step back. Before COVID, you know, you're in you're in major competitions. One thing a lot of people don't really know is how intense is that on the psyche of of an athlete. yani you, you finish London, you you're like those you're in the Olympics. Everyone's you know all the attention, and then it's it's zero, and then you have to Yanni. Does that take a toll, like especially for you know Premier League players, uh, you know swimmers, squash players, uh, yeah? every high level elite athlete, uh, can you talk to us a little bit more about your experience and like because we know yeah, and so many people, the danger, the most dangerous part of this is some people at a very young age and like any uh, three months ago, Man City. 18-year-old was cut out of the the youth team. He committed suicide. So there are so many things. And and like he took his own life. There's so many things that we don't really talk about when when we talk about the pressures of elite performance. Can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think like people forget that we are human beings. So like I think people just see the success, the achievements, the medals, but like they forget what's happening behind the scenes. Like we didn't reach that level Just like in one night, we've been working for years, years and years to like make it happen. There's so much going on into preparations. So like you're put under this pressure and intense training and intense lifestyle. So like as an athlete, it's not just about training. There's so many things like so many other factors around it that would help you perform your best such as mental training, such as eating healthy, such as recovery. You know, just like these little things I think people forget about that. It's just not about like training and that's it. Like literally a sport or being an athlete is like a full-time job. You have to take care of what you eat. You have to take care about like how you sleep. You have to take care about like like your recovery and then just like The mental aspect of it, because I personally believe that it's 90% mental. I think for me as like an athlete from experience, I feel like if I'm happy, I will perform my best. So like, let's say, let's say I'm very happy, but my training is not the best right now. I think I would perform better than like my training being so great, but mentally I'm like not happy at all. So I feel like people forget just like how important the mental aspect of training preparations and just performing and being your best. It doesn't have to be about sports. It just can be like your job, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're like stressed, you're like, you're not happy, you're very negative. Like, why am I doing this job? I feel like your overall performance in the workforce is not going to be well. You know, it's just like, I think taking that mental aspect into your lifestyle or like Just your everyday life, I think people underestimate the power of that. So let's say an example would be like, okay, 2019 World Championships last year. Okay, so I had the best training, the best training. I've never trained this hard. I've never won these times during practice, but mentally I was not okay. Like, I don't know if you've heard, but like right before my 50-meter butterfly final. So there's prelims in the morning, semifinals at night, and then the following night is the other final. So I qualified for the final the following night, okay? But after that semifinal night, I could not eat. I could not sleep. I couldn't really like function. I could just feel like everything was just so foggy and I was talking to my coach, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I just feel like there's so much pressure around me. And I feel like I'm carrying the world on my shoulders. And I can't race like that. You know, like, just like simple things like Egypt's pressure, like people's expectations, like once you got a world medal, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna get it again. Like, it's not like one plus two equals three. It's not that simple. You know, There are so many factors that come into it. Like, I am a like I'm older, I am a different training, I have a different coach, just like a lot of different factors that could affect my performance but I feel like because I could feel everyone's expectations and pressure on me that night, it was crazy. I, I like I went, I went to the hospital the oh night of.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. I no way
1: I'm like, I swear I could not eat I, and like that is like given I had the best training season okay wow. best, okay but I could not function like literally mentally I was not okay because I felt that it was so much pressure and expectation that I had to perform because I'm already a world world medalist, you know? So like people already have that expectation. I was like, Farina got a bronze medal in 2017, that means automatically she has to go up from there in 2019, Mm. you know? But it just doesn't work like that. And I feel like after being in the hospital and not sleeping, and then the next day, I just felt like, okay. I need to calm down, like, this is me hitting rock bottom pretty much, so, like, <laughs> it can't get worse than this. I'm just, like, I remember telling myself it cannot get worse than this, so I'm just going to do my best and see what happens. I'm just, like, I did not sleep, I did not eat, like, the last 48, like, last 24 hours were the hardest. Like, my brother had to, like, come and stay with me in the room so he makes sure I'm okay, oh my. so I can, like, breathe and eat and like be okay to perform the next day wow. you know and then i was like this is too much i'm like just swimming for myself like i should be enjoying this and like i love swimming mm-hmm. so i just like that's the thing like after reaching that really low state mm-hmm. i had this just like switch i'm like it can get worse than this i need to go up from here <laughs> you know so like i just felt like I'm just going to do my best. I work so hard and whatever happens, happens. I'm only swimming for myself. And like, I enjoy swimming. So I need to remind myself why I love swimming, you know? And then the next day after having the most horrible (laughs) night, (laughs) I still like won a bronze medal in the 50 meter butterfly. Like obviously like, it was just like, a very eye opening experience, you know, like I was so ready to get the gold for sure. Like I was trained to do that. And I was just like, my mental side was just not ready. Yeah. I just felt like I had so much pressure and expectation and just like a lot of unknown mm. that made me go through what I had to go through.
0: Crash, crash. You
1: know? mm. Literally cr- crashed, yeah. And then like, I think from that point, I told myself I would never go to that state again, because at the end of the day, this is swimming and I love it. And I'm like doing it for myself, you know? And like from that point, I could definitely feel like mentally shifting to like feeling that I'm free. I know this sounds weird, but it might be, I'm just like free. I'm just swimming for myself and I'm enjoying it. And I don't want to live up to people's expectations or pressure. It's just like, for me personally, I need to do this for myself. And then if I'm happy, I will perform my best. You know, like my coach always says, like, happy swimmers are fast swimmers. (laughs) You know, it's it's a good fact. And like, I I finally understand what he was trying to say up until now.
0: I think you should definitely one day consider writing a book about this and I think that uh, yani I'm not joking I think that first of all you're you're someone the entire Arab world looks up to like Muhammad Salah in, in football I don't say this lightly I know exactly like how revolutionary or, or or game changing you have opened a lot of young girls eyes in sports began to like I think I think your experience is 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 Validates every human being's experience of what crashing means, and I, I also believe that the strategy you've just, Yani, you know, explained here is just all about compassion. It's about self-compassion, Yani. Sometimes we need our, we need to pick ourselves up when no one is around us, when no one sees us, when we're not in the spotlight, when we're not on a stage, when because we are by, we are who we are by ourselves, uh, Yani. You know, that's, that's where we have to show up, you know, and I think that if you lose that, you lose, you lose, you lose the number one. And while not everyone can be a champion uh, on the world stage of whatever sports or whatever thing that they do, everyone can be a winner and everyone can feel like a winner. And I feel like that night, you, the way you described it made, made me feel like you empowered yourself through, through winning yourself and the reason why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, it just like it made me reevaluate and let me um, definitely made me stronger <laughs> as a person. I after going through that experience, like I'm not afraid to like crash, you know, because like I know what's gonna happen and I know how to get myself out of it. So yeah. I think like people forget just all the behind the scenes they only get to see what's good and what's successful but they forget like to reach that level and to reach that point there's so much work and sacrifice and discipline commitment just like so many things so many factors are involved in that success you know and i think like people need to always remember that
0: yeah thank you so much. Uh Yanni. I, I could go on for ages, Mikey, but uh, like I feel maybe the next time we'll do it in Arabi because I feel like uh, we owe it to we owe it back home. But uh, I just want to say thank you, Yanni. You you you're amazing. You haven't changed since day one when we were back in Gazira. Every time I
1: talk to you, I just remember the like when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> like literally every time I talk to you. So like it's always a nice refresher to like oh I started swimming with him
0: <laughs> yeah I can't believe it like I can't believe it wallahi time flies and honestly Annie, I know we're both doing different things but you inspire everybody and no matter how hard it is you know this is today it's Farida speaking or it's whoever speaking but this is life and I feel like when you love something, everything has a sacrifice and a price, but everything makes you very tough. And that's why really the purpose of it, every time we ask you, and I ask you, Farida, do you want to come speak here? It's, it's really because I know the power of, uh, of who you are uh, genuinely as a person as well. If, uh, I'm, I'm so honored where everyone really who knows you is, is rooting for you for Tokyo 2021, and I hope it stays 2021, not 2022. I know I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, this was Ferida Osman for an exclusive pre-conference interview for Sports Menta, the first mental health and sports conference in the Middle East and North Africa region. Uh, it's it's almost extremely nostalgic, as Farida said, you know, um, swimming back in the day together in the same community, in the same pool, to now seeing her perform, you know, in the biggest stages, in the biggest competitions, and it's just honestly, not just inspiring, but it's an, it's an incredibly humbling experience because when you look back and you you try to decode and make sense of things well why do some people go there when some people like don't really go to that towards that direction you start to realize that it's a matter it comes down to a couple of principles dedication passion and 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 staying happy which is why like i'm really all about the mental health message because it's not about depression all that of course this is very important but if you focus on thriving and being happy then of course you eliminate that and by influencing people the more we sort of sort of shy away from say no to drugs and uh, and, and all those anti-campaigns if we start spreading i don't want to say love but if we start spreading more awareness towards thriving towards taking care of ourselves towards making you know self-care this incredibly desirable thing we will start to see influence happening in real time and as Farida said um, you know it's all 90% mental um, in sports or in life or in whatever so the mentality the mindset the, the, the support system knowing when to take decisions knowing how to act to become that sort of gold medalist or to become that winner or to be thriving in whatever field that you are working in that's how uh, you really build mental toughness and you build that resilient mindset which enables you to become empathetic because if you're not as resilient you'll, you'll simply just crack when things happen and you won't have that capacity to be empathetic when when you need to be with team members with family with friends. Um, it, it almost all becomes me, me, me when things are a lot heavier than they should be. Um, and that's what we call mental stamina. It allows you to thrive in every way, shape or form. And also it allows you to be happier. As Farida said, happy happy swimmers are fast swimmers. Um, so on that note, thank you so much for listening to Empathy Always Wins. We will be releasing an episode very sh- shortly with all of our sports athletes, Ali Farag. Uh, Nuran Gohar, uh, Moe uh the squash champions of Egypt. It was an honor speaking to them as well. If you like this episode, please give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to also leave um, a review if if possible. This really helps the podcast be listened, you know, and and rank higher in in the ranking on, on Apple. But as for now, we'll leave it there. And thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show. The show is officially number one on Apple in six countries, including Egypt, uh, Kuwait, uh, Nigeria, uh, UAE, and many other. Um, Yeah, that is it from me for today. And I hope you guys have an incredible uh, January for 2021. Or if you're listening to it, an incredible month. Please, please, please make sure you hang in there while this pandemic unfolds. And Thank you for tuning in and trusting me with your time. I really appreciate it. Make sure to give us a follow on Empathy Always Wins' Instagram, and we'll stay tuned for a new episode very shortly. And I'll leave us on this note as I always do: in life and in business, empathy always wins.